0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the New Hollywood Podcast here at Deadline. My name is Dino Ray Ramos, and I'm sitting next to <laughs>
1: um, Amanda Duca. Uh,
0: yes, and in case this is your first time listening to the New Hollywood Podcast, this is a platform where we welcome, you know, actors, directors, writers from the industry who are people of color, women. Uh, Just underrepresented voices from the Mm -hmm. LGBTQ community anyone who has an interesting story to tell and are doing dope ass shit Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot.
1: There's a lot of interesting stories out there.
0: Yeah, we've had plenty of Awesome people on we've had Lena Waithe. We've had Phoebe Robinson We've had chaos settle from the greatest showman. We can't stop won't stop. We're gonna continue doing this um but anyways
1: so before we get into our next guest i need to say this i went to the (laughs) best asian fusion place that i've ever been to i think in life honestly it was called uh rock sugar it's in century city is it
0: rock sugar sushi or is it just called rock sugar why is it called rock sugar
1: i don't know but it was very, I mean, it was, you've probably been like
0: best. gushing about this. Yeah. Place. It was probably the best. Was it expensive? Asian,
1: yeah. But the good <laughs> thing was it was a business meeting meal, so I didn't have to pay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so, the only reason to get into the industry yes, folks. <laughs> yeah. But
1: I, I honestly, I fell in love, um, with that place. Wait, and, so is it, wait, is it like Asian food? Sushi? Asian Asian fusion. Okay. So, which I didn't know though I didn't know that they were two different. <laughs> categories.
0: Can right? I chime in? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> this is our, for the first time, <laughs> exclusive. Our producer David's going to chime in. You don't need
1: to say that.
2: No, this isn't exclusive. I've never been on a podcast (laughs) before. Um, No, I love Asian fusion. You can do fusion with anything now, though. Italian fusion. Yeah. Okay. um, So,
1: fusion is not necessarily for Asian food. It's just what is it? What is the fusion part? I think it's it's just
2: Asian food or whatever food with a, you know, a style, a different uh, blend of another type.
0: like non traditional. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how you could frame it.
2: Oh, so it's
1: like, it's kind of like Tex Mex. Could you say Tex Mex -Mex is a fusion of Mexican and Texan? Or Mexican fusion? Like just a bunch of
0: queso. Probably. (laughs) Okay. No, but it's like, yeah, Asian fusion could be anything. Like, it yeah. could even be like, because I know there's like Filipino fusion restaurants. I but see. It's I like I didn't know
2: that. Well, speaking of <laughs> Filipino and food, <laughs> have you guys been to B Sweet on Sautel? It's no. bread pudding It's Filipino Bread pudding? Yeah that has got ube If you Ooh. want ube Oh I am not
0: a fan of the ube By okay. the way
1: David You know so much about Like restaurants And different I, foods I'm, I I'm obsessed <laughs> like, I love You yeah. gave me a list The other day And I'm like I've never And we live in Culver City And I'm like I've never heard Of any of these places Ooh.
2: I can't believe You like dropped ube though That's pretty amazing I,
1: I kind of know <laughs> well, A David lot about Filipino about, food yeah, I, just, I know very I'm little
2: not, About <laughs> Filipino culture Except when it comes <laughs> like to food I, I do know that Darren Chris is yeah. half Filipino though. Good yeah. segue. Yeah, good day 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 day. to our next So yeah.
0: our guest for this episode is the wonderful Darren Chris. For a lot of people don't know that he is half Filipino and he's, he starred in Glee
2: he started. people know that he yeah started he
1: started, started in glee, glee. but he,
0: people don't know he was like half filipino yeah yeah no um, I, know. I,
1: know. I didn't know i was know making a joke i guess it, <laughs> did, it didn't hit it didn't land he
2: actually started in a very potter musical which is how i know him david from. knows a lot about
1: <laughs> musicals too. after the interview wait, after wait.
2: the interview darren and i talked for about 20 minutes about oh yeah well, harry potter well we musical. were talking
0: to the publicist
1: they were geeking over <laughs> musicals no but and harry um, potter yeah
0: but um yeah he's I, I found out he was half Filipino through Twitter. yeah like he, one day he tweeted, well, you know, Mabuhai or something like that yeah, and then and uh, then like all Filipino people, they're like,, oh, once we find out someone is Filipino, then they jump on it and take ownership of it, <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, he's been on glee, he's been on um. He, he's been on American Horror Story he's the
1: star of
0: and he's the star of um, the, the assassin, recent. Yeah, the assassination of Johnny Versace, the American crime story. And I
1: and he's playing a half Filipino and character he's playing a half Filipino character, so, which, so, yes. is um, <laughs> which is convenient,
0: which is convenient. But I think he I honestly think he does a phenomenal job in, in it. And, you and know, yeah. he he's. That kid's going places. Yeah. <laughs> you guys did so a great without, interview. Yes. Yeah,
1: so without further ado, here's Here Darren. Darren. <laughs>
0: So, I would like to welcome the wonderful Mr. Darren Chris to the New Hollywood podcast. Darren, thank you for coming thank you for to having our me. podcast. It's really exciting. Yeah, I was, I was we're excited. Of, I was mining from you all the names that have been on your <laughs> yeah. now, now now I'm even started. more excited. I'm in pretty cool company. Yeah. I guess we just wanted to start, cause so a lot of people don't know that you are half Filipino. I am indeed. I personally found out, I think it was a long time when you were during your glee days and you tweeted something. And it was like something Filipino. I was like, oh, all right, right. He's he's kin. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I know. It's it's an, it's been coming up more and more
3: because obviously this part is mm. is or that we're promoting at least yeah. uh, that I'm promoting. Uh, yeah, it's the first time I've ever played a character that was act my actual ethnic background. Mm. But it's also so it's not a, a common one that mm. I don't think that's by any you know malicious intent of like oh my god, half Pil- half Filipino people really haven't been represented. It's yeah, yeah, just it's it's just sheer coincidence that mm-hmm. it's uh, that it happens to line up with my particular background, but yeah,
0: definitely yeah. Filipino. <laughs> yeah. So like when when people find yeah, so people are like me, were when when you say I'm half Filipino, are people initially shocked? What's the initial reaction? It's
3: like one of my favorite things about myself. It's sort yeah. of this like up my sleeve thing, um, but like I get it. I look super Caucasian. Like my, yeah. dad, is, my dad is super white, so mm. I. I never try and lord that over anybody do you have
1: a lot of your because your mom is filipino correct yeah do do you have a lot of like of that culture injected into like maybe your your upbringing or like amongst your family yeah
3: i mean i always i loved it because as i got older and realized that that was something that was different about me and that it was this like a a cool talking point yeah i i always loved it Mm -hmm. um because i liked not just being like I don't know boring like white kids <laughs> <laughs> like, like no no offense to all my own. An all the, layer, you know? the kids <laughs> I grew up with um, who, who, are, who fall under the boring white uh, category but uh, yeah it was like a nice it, it was like a thing that I, I liked having like a cool culture to like be a part of as a kid but the thing you have to remember for somebody like my mom that would have immigrated here uh, in the like the seventies like and this is this is uh, this is pretty common I found I don't know if you feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I'm growing up in a Filipino household, but yeah. there was this real desire to be American. And I yeah. think that happens not only in the Philippines, particularly in the Philippines because of, our, of the Philippines' history with the United States, but a lot of people who immigrate here is like, are like, we are gonna be American. Yeah. Like, this is the full-on American dream. You know, I'm gonna have American children and do that whole sort of dream of like getting out of the that's Philippines. That's how it was before. Like my yeah. parents
1: immigrated from from Nigeria, and yeah. that's kind of how the go. mentality was before. Sure. So
0: yeah, and I could like attest.
3: Like,
2: do to you it.
0: speak any Nigerian?
1: Uh, no, well, they're Igbo, so Ebo. Excuse they, they, me, Yeah, no time. No time. Well, people say that people
3: say Filipino, and it's Tagalog again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I knew it was a different no. name. Forgive, yeah. forgive me. It's on that. fine.
1: No, no, no. It's okay. But no, I don't. I do. I do understand it a, a bit, but speaking it, no. It's not something. It's not something that they kind of forced upon. Like they didn't yeah, speak it to us. I think, like, us when I think we're that's younger. the
0: same with me too. It's like, but the thing is, with a lot of my Filipino friends, we we uh, they they speak it in their household, but they're you know they speak Taglish. You know? Of course, yeah. yeah okay. Whereas I only know the curse words. Right. <laughs> but, but there's and a the culture, but the there vibes. is a culture
3: yeah. to being Filipino American, just as there is a culture of being a, and true sense of African yeah. African American yeah. Yeah. kind of infusing these two cultures. So you know, we always talk about like Filipino moms and like Filipino family sayings and that's sort of its own culture and I think of it the same way as you know the earlier half of the 20th century you know Italian Americans what's that makes sense where you like being a
0: legitimate like an Italian American Mm -hmm.
3: you aren't um aren't necessarily speaking Italian, but being Italian American is its almost almost its own subculture. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. not that is not Italian. It's it, very much like part of being American. Yeah. But with Italian sort of like background. So it kind of creates this new culture and I feel like I was a part of that. Like Filipino kids in high school that also like acknowledge yeah. the fact that my mom was Filipino and the fact that we grew up in the States was like a bonding sense of like yeah, that a makes real sense. sense of kinship there. Mm-hmm. So
1: just going back on, we talked about your role and matching it to a T. So you, um, you play Andrew Kunnanen Cunan, on <laughs> you pronounce a bunch of different ways. I know I've heard it a bunch of ways. So I just like Kunnanen. Tomato, Cunanan. tomato, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tomato. I know. Um, Let's call the whole thing um, off
3: exactly. <laughs> I've said I've even said it many different times. Yeah, it was the like Kunan
1: Kunanin Kunan Well, that's Cunanan. how they were saying it. Yeah. Andrew Kunnanen, um, on um the assassination of Gian, Gianni Versace. Um, it's a mouthful. I know it's a lot.
0: Just sound like American so, Crime Story, uh, Amer- uh, um,
1: Versace. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I just call it's it Versace. Like, I know. <laughs> um, but anyway, so this character is he's half Filipino, mm-hmm. um, and I know you've worked with Ryan before. But were, was it? Did he have you in mind to play this role from the from the we, jump? We, we, or we did talked about this okay. uh,
3: years ago, okay. and uh, this was yeah, like we we had lunch like three years ago, and he this is before they had started working on the OJ uh, uh, oh, wow. uh, and thought the series. And he said that, uh, you know, I want to start this crime anthology. And the first one is, you know, a very uh, highly um, visible case that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, And for for the second one, I want to do something that people don't really know about and have the structure be a little different, whereas the first one is sort of you know boiler room courtroom drama. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And the second one, I'm looking more of like a character piece, more like a Manhunt series. and, yeah, and he brought it up, and I, I, I didn't know very much about Andrew Cunantri. I you know, told. I mean, I yeah. kind of, vaguely in the back of my head, like, I knew that John, Johnny Versace was murdered, and I think when he brought it up, I remember going, oh, yeah, I think I remember, because I remember somebody said, you know, this, like, half-Filipino guy, mm-hmm. and that, obviously, yeah, yeah. as an actor, that kind of, like, you know, pushed you. a button yeah. somewhere yeah. of me remembering it. Um, but beyond that, really, I didn't, I didn't have anything in my sort of frontal lobes mm-hmm. about about him. And, uh And as I looked more and more, I mean, we were right right around the same age. We have a very uncanny sort of likeness. And I was like, yeah, I mean, Ryan, I'm sure there's many other half Filipino actors out there that can Uh, do this a whole lot of justice. But (laughs) but just in case there isn't, like, I don't know how many of them are in your current roster. So, uh Go ahead and find somebody else if you can. But if you can, I'm right. I'll, I'm waiting. So yeah. I waited like three years, and he finally
1: said, "Let's oh, wow. do it." So and how did you get into the mindset of this character? Because it seemed, he. I mean, I've watched. I've. I'm, I'm caught up with it. And he's just everything about him is very nuanced. Like it's not.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's so layered. The thing I always say is like we're all nuanced. Like yeah. we, we, sure. we all are very complex, nuanced people. It's just that uh, we, in in conventional storytelling, you don't get to. Dive into all those nuance that makes a person. For the purposes of storytelling, mm. you focus on one or two parts of that person to serve the story. But yeah. when you're dealing with a character piece like this, you can really kind of dig dig deep. Um, and also, the nuance that he had is a big part of our story. So it, it services us to know the different layers that he that he has. Um, the thing I always tell people is, look, I mean, as an actor. Uh, I'm in the business of empathy. I'm in the business of human emotion and psychology, Mm -hmm. and that is what behooves everything about the the way I think about everybody in life, regardless if it's a fictional or or, um, non-fictional character. So having said that, with somebody like Andrew, I think people tend to get really interested in you know what's it like to get into the mind of a killer yeah no. exactly and that's not what i'm getting into the mind of oh, you yeah. it's not that mm-hmm. simple mm-hmm. that that makes it very um that's too cut and dry yeah you're, you're, you're depriving yourself of a much more complex um person than mm-hmm. than the worst thing they've ever done um so for me i'm i'm more looking at Um, a a young person that had a a lot of promise, was very talented, very, very gifted, and uh, charming. He was very intellectual. Super witty. witty, Yeah. yeah. Sort of bon vivant. Yeah. uh, He's
0: like very charismatic. yeah. And And even
3: the the Andrew that we portray in our show, um, we, we, I mean, there's still so much more to him that I've, you know, that I've learned from either before or after the show or you know, th- there's so many sides of him that we, we just didn't have the, the time, or breath, to show or maybe mm-hmm. didn't service the, large, the the kind of focus we had. But um, that's the guy whose head I'm getting inside of. And that's a luxury because it's not a two-hour film where we just kind of exactly, yeah. A, B, and C. You know, we have a lot of mileage. We have a huge breadth of of um, uh, of psychology to, to explore. And, uh, you know, we, everybody loves an origin story yeah uh, especially when they know how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice for me to start with him as a young person and, mm-hmm. and kind of live with the best parts of him and uh, trying to figure out you know what, what is what are the emotional arcs that have to happen t- for him to, to get to, to, get to, to know, what we know him for. But I'm not thinking of it in terms of getting into like a dark place. It's if anything, everything stems from pain and hurt mm-hmm. and, um, and heartbreak. Uh, because that's I think what it, it really at its core what it all comes comes down to he's not a violent I don't think he was a violent young man as a young person mm-hmm. I think he had a lot of a lot of uh, yeah just a great great deal of pain and that had and that came out in a very unfortunate fortunate uh, yeah I, I, I
1: definitely I could see I mean you could definitely tell that he a lot of things that were going on with him he was hurting a lot too and, and you could kind of see like that that drive to i mean i don't want to say like drive to kill people but like there was something in him that that you could tell was really dark yeah there was reasons for just, his actions yeah.
0: but there, like granted his actions weren't you know good yeah sure. but there's something in him that you know like you said he 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 had a lot of pain and he it's just a, acted out in the wrong way it's it's a very
3: greek sort of shakespearean tragedy there's mm-hmm. a tra- yeah, yeah. A tra- it's a tragedy of character it's his mm-hmm. fall from from grace in a really misguided way of um expressing something that you know this this desire that he had to be uh be a part of a world that he he couldn't he he, that he he had access to this world that that somehow just never fully accepted him the way that that he had hoped and uh you know we all know what it's like to not get into something yeah want to be a part of and uh yeah, it it the whole thing just makes me so, so, so sad. I don't be, People are like, oh, man, when I'm watching it, it's really creepy. And <laughs> that, I think that has to do with a lot of the editing. The sound yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. It's very cinematic, yeah. and so there's sort of a thrill factor to watching it. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the room and you're, like, inhabiting somebody like Andrew and it's quiet and it's just you and another person mm. and a crew and saying these very sad things, it's just – there's just a real dreary uh, – sadness to him that that just just breaks my my heart into a million little pieces yeah
1: you know we you do music you do theater you do a lot like what what do you have coming up that you can talk about
3: gosh i don't know you tell me (laughs) deadline (laughs) give me the news what's happening on me what do i get to do next (laughs) break the news i have no idea i mean i i'm such a i'm really proactive about the things that i do because you know acting is um and there's people who I'm sure will listen to this and be like, that's not true, but maybe they're superstars and have the choice of doing whatever <laughs> they want. But unless you're a big superstar, acting is a passive uh, career in the sense that you, unless you're creating your own content or you're exec- producing your your, your thing, you're starring, whatever, uh, which is totally cool. Well, yeah. well done, you, you work for it. Um, unless you're in that category, uh, you know, you you wait for, you're not in control of the roles that come your way. Again, this is just super crazy divine providence that I'm like, that I'm in the same age, I kind of look like this guy, you know, in a weird sort of twisted, dark way. You go, gosh, like, would I be here if 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 Andrew Kudan hadn't done what he had done? Yeah. And oh god. That, isn't that weird to think that about? Is, that's, that's scary. scary. Um, so you know, there's a weird, there's a weird thing that's completely out of my hands here, which is look, this is a role that most actors wait a lifetime for. Um, Actors are only as good as the parts they get. Mm -hmm. There are amazing millions of people around that are fantastic performers, but for whatever circumstance, uh, they just don't get that part to showcase that. -hmm. And uh, and we see it all the time when you know like Brian Brian Cranston was always awesome oh yeah was always awesome everybody in the industry knew that but he finally got this role that really has now defined him same I can think of a hundred I mean look at Sam Rockwell Sam Rockwell's been killing forever everybody loves Sam Rockwell like that's never been up for discussion so you know these roles come along that have the right alchemy of it's a great role it's good timing it's great exposure all these things are. Out of the actor's control, mm-hmm. um, what happens societally? Like we don't know what happens. You know, if, you know, if you had a really great role this year for being, you know, some kind of chauvinist uh, prick that you know that that abused women at the office, that role might not be such a good one to, to yeah. be playing at yeah. a certain time. So there's so many things that are out, totally out of your hands. So what I'm getting at is, um, I really lucked out with this particular role, um, and. I have no idea what is going to happen next because it is out of my control. And I, I like to joke, I hope this isn't the case, but if everything crashed and burned from here on out, karmically, mm-hmm. mm, that'd be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be like, okay, cool, I already got like, the role that we people... You're like, like oh, I'm do. good. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> people wait their entire lives for that for that role. We can really, you know... That has the complexity and the breadth and and the social discussion that is yeah. attached to it and the exposure. There's so many things that are like there's, it's like too much to mention. That I am so aware of that. So having said those things, I don't know what's happening with the acting. You do thing, editing though. We'll so, yeah. But that's what I was gonna get back <laughs> to. So <laughs> yeah. music or writing, you can always do it. If you stripped away of my acting career, I still have a, a piano or a guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can still do that. It's, I can be proactive about writing music or putting stuff out. Um, it's a really, really wonderful, amazing time to be an independent artist because you can just click a button and do it, release yeah. it to and do people. It and the, yeah. I'm lucky enough to have a fan base that's interested in it. I'm not saying it's any good, but you know, if they want to, <laughs> yeah. if they want to it's there. And so, um, so I'm kind of, you know, juggling all those things. I, I, I love, I love writing. It's such a fun thing. Like I said, I have no idea if I'm any good at it, but I, I do enjoy the process of songwriting. And it's all the same mechanics. It's all storytelling. It's all about connecting, exactly. connecting dots, and how to, how to. Um, how, how to give and uh, not manipulate but um, add emotion and mm. it's all that stuff so yeah yeah, yeah I like doing that stuff
0: <laughs> so you, you were born in San Francisco no, you Are born and raised yeah I, I, I moved from the Bay Area. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? I lived in San Francisco, but I'm originally from Texas, yeah. Where in the Bay Area? I lived in Dublin for a while. My parents and my sister now live in San Ramon, but I lived in the city for a, a while.
3: Wow, um, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, if you're from the city and, you, and you're Filipino, it was like the way you With went to high city. school. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you def- like, we definitely know a lot of the same people. Um,
0: no, I didn't go to high school there, but uh, I have a lot of cousins there. But now you live in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, between L.A. and New York, yeah. Um, between northern California and southern California, if you
3: had to choose, uh, that's, I mean, th- in this day and age, man, like <laughs> it's it's all homogenizing because mm-hmm. these little smartphones, that we have. <laughs> culture is sort of like becoming. I mean, California is like its own country, you know. Mm. It's like I, I even joke because I live between New York and L.A. If you had a, if we were in you know if we were in Manhattan and you said oh I have a birthday party in like Poughkeepsie and be like, Oof, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm going to make that. But you're like, oh, I'm doing a birthday thing in LA. I'd be like, oh yeah, that, that sure. That sounds, that sounds pretty close. I'll be able to do that. Um, I don't ever say one thing's better oh, or worse. Right. It's it's never where you are. It's who you're with, you know? Oh, that's, that's true. true. Good one. Good, good answer. Yeah. Good answer. Good, <laughs> yeah, good, exactly. good answer.
1: Um, okay. So obviously we just talked about your music. Um, what do you currently have on repeat? Right on now? now?
3: Um, uh, Band or I can't tell if it's a dude or a band, but Rex Orange County. Okay. A song called "Loving Is Easy." That's been my jam. Loving is easy. Loving is, Loving easy. is easy. Okay. When you
1: get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> is that what? It, that's what it says. That's I think a, I might lyrics? be getting
3: I might be getting the the words wrong. If I do. I apologize to Rex <laughs> Orange County.
1: Uh, I'm glad you said. What's on yours, Amanda? My repeat. <laughs> I don't know if I wanna say. <laughs> yeah. I listen to I listen to nineties R and B. Oh, that's me too. Yeah, I think everybody does. So I I love this call. It's called Same Script, Different Cast. It's with Whitney Houston and Deborah Cox. Cool. It's what? basically about it's basically kinda of like The Boy is Mine. Oh but it came out I, before well, the boy. I'm is boy is Mine. Yeah. But it's it is I mean they both are um, Whitney Houston is I I live and die for Whitney Houston. And and Deborah Cox is amazing as well. So just them it? two yeah. together, it's. That's pretty amazing. I would right. download it. So yeah.
3: my my fiance and I are opening a bar. Speaking of things I'm working on and uh, thinking of drink names has been so fun. And so we have, we had a drink that was called the Boy's Mind, but then, oh. but then <laughs> I was like, oh, then, well,
0: that is like, a good name. But
3: we just were like, should we just call it the Moesha? And it's just straight. It is it, just, <laughs> you know what it is? It's what was, is it? It's just brandy. <laughs> 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 that's clever
1: I think I, think I, I think I like that it's, it's that's just clever. straight branding so it's just
3: <laughs> branding
0: you <laughs> said can I have the Moesha and, and you're like yeah, absolutely you brand- and they just pour a cup of branding but, right? but that's the payoff exactly like, is this it's, just brandy? you asked for the Moesha I, I like that. that do you charge
3: more for it <laughs> because <laughs> it's the Moesha So I mean I don't know if we'll actually do it I may have just given away I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the best joke that we have at the bar
1: I think it's honestly I think you should I think you should copyright it right now I think you should that is so clever it's
3: just for the look on someone's face and say, "Is
0: did you just what give is, me just Brandy?" No, I. Yep, switch. but <laughs> yes. some people wouldn't pay attention. I don't think because they just turn their back. Well, it's also man, a but...
3: good barometer of if I think you're cool or not. Like if you if like you are if that's none of your generation, and you don't get it. I'm like, all right, get out of my
0: bar. <laughs> but I do like the boy is mine. But didn't you have to have a Monica? Impo- that's
3: component? the thing we wanted yeah. to have like a Monica thing, and I was yeah. trying to think of, like how to represent best. Yeah. Represent Maybe something Monica. she
1: has that angel of mine, which was like her. Her, her staple song yeah yeah so of course maybe something like with angel
3: is there is there like no but like the boys it? wine drink must have like okay brandy and like, like what is a monica yeah thing? like some booze from santa monica what? i don't know <laughs> i don't know but
0: i'm digging the yeah i uh, like i like the movie like show I've been listening to Miss Saigon a lot lately, too. The new cast? Me. No, just, like, old-school Leia Salonga, because have got to represent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little too on the nose right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, there's, you know, there's other artists out there. I know. I'm, I, I listen
3: to old music. Uh, so you your, know John your, John Briandes. Yeah, yeah. He okay. played an engineer, right? Yes, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't get into this, but uh, speaking of, like, Filipino uh, representation... Mm-hmm which is, it's more done by John John than myself because John John is from the Philippines. John Filipines. John is such a Filipino And name. Speaking, speaking of <laughs> actors waiting around for a role, yeah. right? And and his particular, not obstacle, but when you go, where where is, so Ryan Murphy fell in love with this guy. He plays mm-hmm. Modesto Cunanan, and Andrew Cunanan's father. Mm-hmm. He is excellent. He's fan-fucking-tastic on the show. Yeah, yeah. He and he's yeah. Um, he's one of these actors that's been working a long time. He's done sort of, uh, I think, for a lot of, especially Asian actors in the Broadway community, there's a certain like Rolodex of like roles of, or shows that you're used to going in and out. It's like Flower Drum Song, Miss Saigon, uh, Saigon, King and I, um, Pacific Overtures, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a a couple others. But you know, you can do these shows sort of in rep your whole life. And with John John, who was in the original cast of Miss Saigon, Saigon, um, has been doing it you know for a long on and off. He's been doing it for the 25 years, but he's been doing it uh, sort of in different productions. And he did the revival of Miss Saigon. And um, so he shows up on set because we. that's a, a whole other story where we were really obsessed with him. We're like, we have to have him play Modesto Canaan. We got him on. He got out of the show. It was great, and he did such a good job that Ryan Murphy was like, "Who is this guy? How come I've never heard him? How come he's not a huge star?" And I was like, Ryan, he's a Filipino man of a certain age. Like, yeah. I, I don't know when he's going to be cast as like uh, the male lead in anything anytime soon. And that's mm-hmm. just that's just the hard truth of it. Um, but what's great about it when. Is, is that if you're a good actor, you're a good fucking actor. Yeah. I see him in the, the store and he showed up and he He tore just nailed it. it. Yeah. And he nailed it. And I hope this opens up a lot of doors for him because, you know, again, you're only, I say it's over and over again actors are only as good as the parts we get. And until you get that moment where people go, okay. Th- exactly. Like, then that's they get Sterling can go on. too. Same yeah. thing. See, yeah. Sterling's been killing it for a for long time. but, you know. They
0: just get, like, they kind of get their due eventually.
1: Yeah. Well, you have something that like,
0: really shows the breadth of what you're able to
1: do. right.
3: Yeah. Um, Which is, you know, that's totally out of your control. So, you know, it's great that Sterling now has this new sort of, uh, like, new upburst of wind underneath his wings. I hope the same thing happens for John John. And and that is a real victory for the Filipino
1: community. That kind of answers your last question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We We ask everybody, like, who's, like, a person that you know that deserves deserves recognition. We always ask every guest. Is it, like, a mainstream person? Yeah. We always ask every guest. That's a great question. Someone,
0: like, every single guest we end with, what is there an underrepresented voice in the industry, whether it be an actor, or creator, or a producer, or writer, that you think deserves more recognition and deserves, and you want to give a shout out to? Yeah. Gosh, I mean, I mean, I know we know that there's so there's many. There's so many. Yeah, the list like, never ends. Yeah. Especially
3: for when you get into music, that's a whole other. Like I can think of a ton of musicians. Yeah. But uh, as far as in film and television or theater, um, you know, he's a guy that I've admired for so long, and he's been like always one of my favorite actors. Else uh, from the Bay Area, okay. But Sam Rockwell is always somebody. Oh yeah. But this is not somebody I feel like. Oh, he never got the credit no, deserved like because he did. And and sort of I guess, all of our pensions for for you know the underdog story. That's just such a great narrative because, you know, it, he's a good actor. Great. So we've seen him do that. So I'm hoping that whatever comes his way after this. Is you know something where it's just a great role and it doesn't matter that he's Filipino. And the same thing I think that happens, that happens for a lot of folks of color. I think once you once you crush something, which is and I think that happens for any actor. I'll take I'll take the color out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll say if you are, even if you're, a pretty twenty-two year old sort of ingenue white girl, right? Mm-hmm. Like you look like something, and this happens for a lot of our great actresses. You get you get you get cast as that sort of type. But hopefully you crush it Mm -hmm. and then they go ah okay cool we're gonna cast you as the broken crackhead mother in this thing because now we know you can act within the confines of the box that we've put you in Mm -hmm. um and so that you know actors being able to kind of break out of that Mm -hmm. is is a really impressive feat and then from there on out you're you're rooting for them right because you're like okay cool we can't just put you in a box and i think that'll happen to john john and i think it's happened to a lot of really really great actors so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited for John. And I'll give I've given him a lot of shoutouts. That's good. This no, show, no, that's, good. that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's what, what we're here, here for. for. Yeah. <laughs> and also yeah. also I'm looking that's out for I'm looking for. out for theater people. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we're we're a different breed. Our mm-hmm. our work ethic is is a little different, and uh, I, I think a lot of the fine fine actors that we have in Hollywood all kind of came from theater. And John mm-hmm. John is another.
1: Cool. addition
0: to that list again I'm biased That's no was, <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen that episode with him I mean I, you know I, I I've had the opportunity to see the episode of him playing your father and it's just it's kind of heartbreaking and he does just an awesome job and I honestly you know I, I honestly didn't know who he was and I was like I knew he was Filipino mm-hmm. Definitely. Very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that his name is John John. John, John on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then like I looked at him I was like, oh, he was the engineer, which is like, oh, the, which is, like the part in Miss Saigon. So it's yeah, just like. Yeah. And it's a very yeah. similar, I, I
3: don't want to say it's cast be casting because of that role it's just that you know there's a lot of similarity yeah to the sort of conniving yeah. huckster
0: mm-hmm. um yeah but darren thank you so much thank you thank you, you. So thank you guys yeah, yeah, it's yeah, been I a great conversation you you're welcome back anytime please yeah. be yeah, careful yeah. with that though <laughs> i'll take it over i'll just keep well, talking well, yeah, no, no problem thank you